Just a bit of housekeeping before the show. As an early Christmas gift, we'll be releasing our discussion on the Hawkeye finale this Friday, December 24th. Then, our review of Spider-Man No Way Home will drop on Monday, December 27th. After that, we'll be covering Star Wars The Book of Boba Fett weekly. So if you're not subscribed, do it so that you don't miss a thing. Now, on with the show. Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing Hawkeye, Season 1, Episode 5, Ronin. So let's get into it with the recap. In 2018, Yelena is blipped while continuing her mission to free Black Widows. In the present, Kate returns to Eleanor's house and tells her about Jack's Shell Corporation, leading Eleanor to call the NYPD and have him arrested. Kate returns to her apartment where she finds Yelena waiting for her before the latter reveals her past and her mission to kill Clint Barton. Meanwhile, after recovering at Grill's apartment, Clint dons the Ronin suit and confronts Maya at the auto shop where he killed her father. During the fight, he unmasks himself and attempts to convince her to, to let go of her vendetta and leave his family alone. He reveals that an informant working for Maya's boss wanted her father dead, but she initially disbelieves him. Kate arrives to help Clint escape, while Maya becomes suspicious of Kazi, who was absent on the night of her father's death. The next day, Yelena texts Kate, revealing that she was hired by Eleanor to kill Clint, and that Eleanor is, is working with Maya's uncle, who Barton identifies as the kingpin. So let's, let's start with uh, the beginning. Let's start from the beginning and, and move forward. In the beginning. The, in the beginning. God created the earth, and uh, uh, on the seventh day, he took a nap. If you believe in God, because now we have to go back even further than that, because it might not have been a God, or at least it might have been many gods, so you have to, we have to go back even further to the, to the quantum beginning, which is probably a fractal representation of the actual beginning, probably, which is an ending of something else. So later on, there'll be gods, and then they will say, we're going to make something, and then they're like, well, we have to disagree about the recipe, and they're going to go back and forth, and they're going to workshop it, and that's how we get us, but then we're eventually going to be like, well, we want to make something now, and then we have to deal with androids and artificial intelligence, and they're going to be like, well, fuck these guys, but then the androids are going to be like, well, we could probably make something like that. So in the lab, they start building something and they create the universe. They turn on the light and all the things they have is an entire new universe in which Hawkeye is there. And Yelena is probably just as equally funny. So in the beginning of this episode. In the beginning of this episode. Uh, this intro did a lot for, for the movie Black Widow. It just was a continuation of that, um, which I love that. It was just like one motion, like it. It's just one motion and which Elena is going and continuing the work that was started in Black Widow. And then we get this amazingly new perspective to see the blip, which was like, what it is from their perspective, you know, what it is to, to be blipped. I loved it. It was, it was like halting and like really disorienting. And like when she blipped back, like the delayed like room changing around her. It's all of a sudden like the paint shifting. Cause from, you know, all, uh, the room dusted from her perspective, you know, it was like she dusted and then the room dusted around her. So it, it was all so like, Oh my God, what the fuck just happened from her? But it was still just like a second. So she's just kind of like, what the fuck? And she comes out and sees, and they, they handled it so perfectly because there's the family and there's the little girl. And it's just like, who the fuck are you? Then it all makes sense. Like five years has gone by. They adopted, they mentioned that. And like, oh my fucking God. It was like now, and it, it really understood even a reason, even more of a reason why Natasha was so obsessed with bringing everyone back is that Yelena was lost. Yeah, I, I had assumed that Yelena and probably like her their parents too were a bit blipped. Yeah, but like we had complete confirmation here, and it just it really added to to all the mythology, the mythology of Endgame, the mythology of, of Infinity War, and the mythology of a Black Widow and, and Hawkeye itself. It all it all came home to roost, and I, I love that one scene had so much impact from all the other movies, and that's the beauty of the of the MCU and what they're doing. 
So say what you want about Marvel movies. This is how beautiful this one scene can be because of everything else that they're done. Because it's one total universe. And I love that. It was really fucking sad that her, that her first thought is, I need to tell Natasha I'm okay. Yeah. And, you know, like in the, the comment before that, which was like, oh, you're going to have like your little sex in the city fantasy. You know, and it was like, oh, it's just such a poetic sadness about it. It really is. You know, that Tasha, we know Tasha really did all that so much deeply to to sacrifice herself for Yelena. And probably not just for the whole world, but for her family in it. And oh, it was so impactful. Um, I love the fact that Anna adopted, since she's an ex-widow, we know she would. that's the only way to do it. But it just kind of brought another little light to that storyline. So I dug it. This episode also had like some really good, like nice Kate and Eleanor moments, which is kind of sad because like she's obviously the secret bad guy. Yeah, I don't trust anything that that woman says. I think any, I think that's Eleanor calmed down because she feels like she has a plan to eliminate Clint. So that's going to be taken care of. And now her daughter's out of the way. So now she can, I even thought like maybe that Kate Bishop had been groomed by her mom to eventually like be another kingpin kingpin girl the way echo was and like she's proud of all of kate bishop's accomplishments but i think that she kind of wants her to to do it her way and that's why she wants her to join the security force with her yeah or maybe her mom groomed her to be a weapon just like all the other fucking characters in this show. And she manipulated her sadness. She manipulated her drive and like, all right, and she can worship Clint Barton all she wants, but like, this is eventually going to be mine. And that's why I just don't, it's such a slithering conversation because I don't get love from it. I get utility. Yeah. I get utility. I get function. I get pride that this belongs to me, a very narcissistic element to it. You know, those moms who want their kids to do good because of them not because of their kid itself it's just so manipulative she's a pageant mom but like a murderous pageant mom Mm -hmm. and i also wonder is she the new vanessa could that be a thing too how close is she in the kingpin so like we'll we'll hopefully we'll get more answers to that in the the finale i mean this is obviously jumping around but vincent d'onofrio yeah holy shit we finally got it vincent d'onofrio we got the kingpin back um, I love the fact that this week, even though we'll be discussing it later, uh, we in this week, and I hope everyone saw it, but like we got some lovely Daredevil love this week. We'll we'll talk about that more when we talk about Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Everyone, if they hadn't seen it, then they're idiots. Like, go to the fucking theater; it's not hard. I don't care. Take a day off from work. Quit your job. Tell your family they're nothing to you. Go see your Spider Man movie. I don't endorse any of that, but go see Spider Man. I endorse it all. You have my complete approval. If they're not going with you and supporting your Spider-Man addiction, then they are not really your family. Fact. You don't need that negativity in your life. I love Florence Pugh so fucking much. Yeah. I can't say enough amazing things about the conversation in that apartment. It was equal parts like fun, but also like kind of chilling at points because Yelena's just like, yeah, I could fucking kill you. And I want you to know that you wouldn't have stood a chance. Yeah, the Kate Bishop gag itself. Like the way it's like, you keep saying my name because so do it tell me that you know it? It's like, oh yeah, I know all about you. And it's like, it's funny. And the way Yelena plays it off is hilarious, but it's terrifying. Girls night. <laughs> and that's Yelena in a nutshell. Like she's gonna crack jokes and be snarky and have this little suave, fun kind of like, free-spirited attitude but she will murder you and she has plans on how to murder you 
specifically designed in her head. It's all one big show. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's as posed as uh, she's as posed with her lines as as Natasha is with her with her choreography. It's it's brilliant. I love Yelena so much. Um, the the freaking one liners that we got in this entire conversation. I can't even name them all, but just like that fight was so long, you know. <laughs> you have one fork. What the hell? This isn't cutlery. <laughs> I didn't break anything. I'm way too talented for that. From that first hi, <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is going to be so good. And it was just a sit down conversation. And that's it. That's that's how this show is so brilliant. And, and a lot of things. I think there's a lot of conversations out there about what do we get? What are people there for Marvel movies? Like, what are their favorite parts of it? And like, some people will be like, oh, it's the fights. It's the, the, the actual team ups. Like for a lot of people, it's just the sit down conversations. It's the, it's moments like this that make it's so enjoyable. These very long, very soft, almost quiet character moments that just bring it all to the surface and are so entertaining and so filled with different ways of processing. I mean, just in, this entire scene has so much to unpack. You can, we cannot do it all in like a full thing. It's just, there's so much there to just gush about and to go into about what it means. Hell, even just the, the statue of Liberty comment. Like, so when does this take place? Cause things we can't talk about because people haven't gotten rid of their families yet in order to go see a movie. Uh, yeah, it was a really good scene though. It was. It was freaking amazing. I, I, I've watched it so many times. And obviously, Elena was obviously told a lot of selective things about Clint. And I want to know what she knew before Elaine got to her. Yeah, I, I just, I kind of just wonder again and again, like, what does the public know about the events of Endgame? And what, and what did Elena know? She might know more than the general average person in the MCU, but like she knows that her sister saved the world, which, yeah, okay, true. She was part of it. She was part of the whole thing. She sacrificed herself so everybody else could save the world. That's that's what happened there. And Clint was part of that fight, especially at the end there. So, But she clearly doesn't know the whole truth. No, she doesn't know the whole truth. So like, what did Clint say about their time on Vormir? But what was what did he specifically say? What was his report? You're right. I would have loved to have seen like a press pack of what the audience in this universe knows, what the average individual knows. How did you like Clint going to that Avengers memorial to talk to Natasha? It was heart wrenching. It was so heart wrenching um, to the point where I, I got like a nice, heavy New York style nostalgia for it. And for a second, I, I was like, oh, well, next time I go to New York, I got to see if it's there. Because I know exactly where that is. I actually have a photo of that exact alleyway, of right underneath that bridge pass. Um, and I'm like, I, I want, I just want to go back to it. And I, I kind of want them to put it up anyway. And I think it would be a really cool thing for tourism, because I'd go and visit it. I would too. You know, like that's I know exactly where that place is, and it's just like, oh man, that'd be so cool to be able to go to New York. They put up statues for like all these pop culture things. Philadelphia has Rocky. Why can't they put up something for the Avengers? Because Fucking it's, I think it would do amazing shit for New York tourism. Not that it needs more, but it needs more in order to get me to go back. Do you feel bad for Jack now? I do, because I believe him when he says he's never worked a day in his life. Yeah, he. I feel like he is a complete red herring and his poor mustache is going to suffer for it. Like I did call that out. He's just a, he's just a silly dad. You know, he has that dad vibes the entire time now. He's no longer terrifying. 
He's just a little dim-witted. Or he read a book, a stepdad book. Yeah, wow, though, Eleanor, very cold. Very cold. But I think that was her plan the entire time, and I think she had to do it because, like, well, maybe this will get rid of Clint. Maybe this will get rid of my daughter's interest. Like, I have to take care of this now. Like, she's doing everything she can to try to, like, clean up the mess. And maybe it'll be seen that, like, the kingpin is just so terrifying that she has to do all these things, but... Or maybe she's as evil as I, I'm giving her credit for. But either way... I feel like her plan was to always throw Jack under the bus, but... I think it was sped up by Kate because I think she wanted to do it after she got like Armand's inheritance from Jack. Yeah, exactly. And like now, like she's stuck with doing it this way and because Kate got involved and then an Avenger got involved and that's why she's like, all right, kill the Avenger, free my daughter from all this shit. Like, okay. That's why she was like so relieved and being all emotionally nice after she realized that, okay, she's not going to hang out with Clint anymore. And at least my daughter is not involved with that, you know? So we were right about Kingpin setting up the hit on Maya's dad. Yep, and we we covered that, and like there was, I think there was always like little clues of of Kazi's being Clint's informant, like for a while. They they definitely that's who he kept visiting was Kazi, um, and then it, it all it all very much confirmed here. Kind of bummed because I like the Kazi Maya relationship. Yeah, me too. And, and but I feel like now it's going to be like, well, you were always so good, and so I just you know, plus the kingpin asks you to do something, you fucking do it. Yeah, well, if you don't, he'll smash your fucking head in with a car door. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it for whatever, but Kazi is so dead now. He's so dead. I mean, he's either dead or he's probably going to get like super fucked up and injured, and he'll come back as like a villain in Echo. Yeah, wish Jon Snow is not long for this world, even if it's just his identity. How'd you like Clint's Batmaning? I liked it. I like. I think it was very sad for a moment. You know, it's like going to back to the the memorial scene. He he wanted to talk to Natasha. He he needed that advice. He also knew he was going to bring Ronan back. And it's like in his eyes, Natasha did kill Ronan. So now he's got to resurrect him to to do this. And he doesn't like doing it. He even talked to Laura about it. And like, Laura's like, you can do what you got to do. You have my trust. I know you're going to do what's right. And after that conversation, I'm even more convinced Laura is definitely Mockingbird. The thing that she said that really struck me was she said, I'll understand more than anyone else could. Exactly. No, she's, she's, she's definitely Mockingbird. She, she's been ex-Shield. She knows all the stuff that he's been in. And I, I would, I just... I would love to see a historical flashback on it, but I think the watch is definitely related to her. Um, there's got to be a big twist, and we only have one episode to fill all this shit in, and there's so much still left on the on the board of awesome shit that has not been really revealed to us, and we have one episode to do it. Ugh. We're finally going to get our wish, though. We've wanted this for every single Marvel show that we've covered. We've been like, oh, man, they, they've really got to do a longer finale. This one is going to be the longest live action mcu episode yet what is it 59 minutes 59 minutes right full a full hour full hour full hour okay i'll take it i'll take every little bit it still seems a little short for what we got to wrap up but i think we can do it okay i hope so i going back to, to laura and him i just i love their relationship i love their communication it's like relationship goals right there um but I, she is mockingbird i will i will be pissed if she is anyone else other than Mockingbird. And I just want that name dropped and I will be so happy. I just want to know that that's what she is. You know, I hope we get, I hope we get resolution on the watch because what the fuck? 
Yeah, well, they keep bringing it up every episode to remind the audience that it's a thing. So they they better put something there. Because I don't see the point of why they'd keep reminding us and make it a thing. They could have gotten to the same thing without it, um, without this catalyst. So, and why did the mafia want it in the first place? So, did you notice the look on Clint's face when he learned from Kate that it was Yelena that they had been fighting? Yeah, it was very much like a, huh, okay. It felt like it removed several options for him. Yeah, it was like, because it almost, it deflated him. It was this like, it was almost like an anvil that broke the camel's back of his emotional plans. It was just this this layer of something that was just so overwhelming. It's like, I can't, I, I don't know what to do with this. I, I'm not, I can't kill her. I can't remove her. I and And the fact that he probably is feeling like, that's fair. That's fair. Let her kill me. That's fine. I don't know. <laughs> you know, he's probably just like, a part of him is probably considering it because his he has his own guilt with involving Natasha. Of course, he didn't want Natasha to go. He wanted to be the one to die. So there's a there's a lot. It just breaks your fucking heart. That look. Yeah, it's really going to be interesting to see them come to some sort of a resolution. Yeah, I mean, he he spent most of this episode just sad, just so sad. Like he spent most of the series kind of sad. Yeah, but like, you know, sad is like in almost a comedic, like, oh, I can't believe I have to deal with this. <sighs> okay, here we go. But like, he's just deflated in this. The, the way he walked into Grill's apartment was just like, can I come in? I'm just, it's just pure depression now. Poor guy. We do got to talk about Grills though. He is a fucking bro. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's got the, he's got the outfits. He took care of the dog, fed the dog pizza. That dog has eaten nothing but pizza this entire series. Cook breakfast for them. Let Hawkeye sleep on his couch. He would have given him his bed too. What a good man! He's a good man. He's yeah. It's I, I wonder if he's gonna do anything in the next episode. But otherwise, he's just really good supporting cast. He's definitely given us a an example of how I think good people would treat Clint, knowing who he is. And it's something I think Clint is now in a position of being like, okay, I need that support, and that's why he went there in the first place. And that's I think a step in the right direction. Yeah, no, I I definitely do too. Uh, the tracksuit mafia rapping in the truck to run the MC like idiots. That's a vibe, and that just made me smile. No, that was great. Also, them talking about like famous tracksuit wearers. <laughs> they they just do whatever they can to to like fill their lives with some meaning. Uh, you know, uh, minions with delusions of um, acceptableness. <laughs> I love those guys. I do. It's almost, I, I, I feel bad that they're minions and we were eventually going to be throwing them all at like two superheroes because, I mean, it's just going to be fun watching them thud at the end of the day. But I mean, all of them literally got Batmaned at the end of this episode. They did. They really did. But there's more because we've seen the trailer for next week. So there's going to be more thrown at, th- being thrown at them. They go in the, go into the tree. I bet there's going to be a reference because uh, Yelena was like, oh, the tree is really good. You got to go to Rockefeller Center and we know we're going to be there. And I bet Yelena is going to be there and there's going to be a reference. Like, yeah, the tree is very nice. And then Spider-Man's going to swing by, but not do anything. No. And then, you know, Daredevil will show up and he will beat up the Kingpin. And that's it. That's the show. It was never about Hawkeye. Also, we didn't talk about Clint's message arrow. No, that was I was just when when they were about to jump in, when they were about to re- wait for that thing to explode. And there was like the little thing went down. It was hilarious. And um, Kate's plan to escape helping Clint, you know, rescuing Clint with an Uber. Very, very Kate Bishop. My favorite scene, though, through the whole thing um, was him passing the arrow back to, to Kate. 
after the after the escape. Um, it was directly from the comics, and I feel like in the comics it was for you know the, I think it was referencing Kate looking at him, and being like, "You're still my hero." And in this in this particular version of it, it was him recognizing that she is his partner at that moment in time. Like he accepted her presence as a present, if you will. Yeah, the image of them both holding that ha- that arrow as he's handing it off. Very cute. It was that I love that shot. It was so endearing and it's just filled me with warm fuzzies. So are you excited for the finale? Oh yeah. I'm very excited for the finale. Um <laughs> even though we didn't get any post credits on this one, which was the first time I think we didn't in a live action series, an episode before the finale, and there was no post credit sequence at all. We better get two post credits next episode. Yeah. We just got we just got the Grinch, which was perfect in my opinion, but like still. <laughs> Yeah, how'd you like that kingpin silhouette at the end of the credits? Mm, that was nice. That was nice. That just proved the point that he's here, that the man is back. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled infinite A cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.